Anybody hungry? Yeah. yeah. These guys are hungry. So if we want this morning to go over well, we're going to get them eating soon. So but you guys got to hold tight for a few minutes. Hey, let's pray. You can hear me, right? All right. Thanks, Trev. All right. Hey, kids, this is what I need you to do while I'm talking. Everybody that's sitting at a table with a crayon, I need you to draw what you hear me saying so that we can have a picture of what you understood we were talking about. So while I'm talking, if you understand it, you try to draw it. And I bet you you can't draw what I'm talking about. I bet nobody in here can draw what I'm talking about. So go ahead and take your positions. You want to get a crayon, bud? All right, let's pray. Father, Jesus and Holy Spirit, so much life in this room. You are the author of this life. You are here in our midst. We are here in your midst. Thanks for family. Thanks for community. Show us where that comes from and why we enjoy this so much. Help us to remember that what we're doing this morning is not an exception, that, that this life enjoying creativity and running around and hanging out, this isn't something foreign to you. This is who you are. Help us to see that, and more importantly, help us to experience that this morning. For your kingdom's sake, we pray. Amen. So I had a lot of things I wanted to say this morning. And I'm going to cut it in about, I'm going to cut down to about an eighth of it. Today is, is a, you can't call it a holiday. Um, today's a special day for church people. Anybody know what day today is? Besides Josh's birthday. Where's Cammy at? And Cammie's birthday. There's a lot of birthing going on here today. <laughs> Happy birthday. So who's older? You double her age? Dude. Awesome. Jessica! Close. Last Sunday, I'll give you a hint, last Sunday was Pentecost. Bree, you want to put that photo, that image up real quick? So last Sunday was Pentecost, but we can only understand Pentecost in light of what this Sunday is. Anybody want to take a guess? What's this Sunday besides for Coastlands Family Sunday? It starts with a T. Give you a hint. Father, Son. Today's Trinity Sunday. Annika got it. Leave it to the kids. Today's Trinity Sunday. What does that mean? That is the question, Ian. <laughs> does anybody know what that means? This is, this is what I got growing up about what the Trinity means. You ready for it? Okay. Do we have any egg salad or egg? We have a quiche over there, right? Okay. This is what I heard the Trinity was like. When, when I was going to Christian school, the teachers would say, well, if you want to understand the Trinity... You gotta love it. If you want to understand the Trinity, think of it like an egg. 
Because an egg is one thing, but it's three parts. It's a shell, and an egg white, and a yolk. And I was like, what does that have to do with God? Anybody hear that analogy growing up? Or the three-leaf clover, right? There's the three-leaf clover one. A little better. What's the other? There's one about water. The Trinity is like water. It's one substance that takes on three forms. Have I bored you yet? Okay, here's the, the beautiful thing about those analogies. Those actually give us nothing about what the Trinity really means. So I have a better analogy for you. Look around you. You know what the Trinity really means? Let me ask you this. Where did God get the idea for family? I'll give you a hint. From God's self. Does Jesus have a father? Does Jesus have a mother? Oh, now we're going to get tricky. <laughs> Here's a fun question for you to think about. Is the Holy Spirit a he? Is the Holy Spirit a he? We'll talk about that another day. But let's just say that I've been coming to know that the Holy Spirit, she's really unpredictable and can't be put in a box. Or he, or she. In my defense, the Hebrew word for spirit, ruach, is a feminine noun. So if you, we'll save that for another time. But there's a guy named Count Zinzendorf. He, he founded a movement called the Moravians. Anybody heard of him? Count Zinzendorf. Kids want to, can you guys say that name? Zinzendorf. Isn't that an awesome name? Count Zinzendorf's idea of the Trinity was a family. God the Father, God the Mother, God the Son. Hmm. <laughs> That's right, Ian. It's an egg. I think a family is a little better. So, Trinity Sunday, if God is really a family, and this idea that we have of family comes from God and what God is like, then what is Pentecost? You know what Pentecost is? Natalie, will you hold up Heidi for us for a moment? Everyone, this is Natalie and this is Heidi. Say hi. And where's Naomi? Tamara, will you hold up Naomi? Carefully, of course. <laughs> Naomi, welcome to the family. So you want to know what Pentecost means? Pentecost is the day that the Father, Son, and Spirit had a baby. And the baby is called the church. Pentecost is the birth of the church. The book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, is about the story of Jesus' birth, His life, and His ministry. The, the book of Acts is the birth of the church and the church's life and ministry. It's a birthday today. Well, actually, last Sunday, but we're celebrating it today. It's a day in Acts chapter 2 that the church was birthed. And it's an actually, it's a really interesting story. We're not going to take tons of time, but look at this image for a minute. What do you notice up there? There's fire. There's wind. Anybody feel a little, anybody relate to that from this morning? 
Anybody feel like you stepped into a whirlwind? Yes, siblings. <laughs> siblings, yes. yes. Siblings. So these apostles, Jesus' followers, his disciples were sitting in a room. I haven't hit the punchline yet. But you can be excited. Jesus' followers are sitting in a room and they're praying. Jesus says, don't go anywhere, don't do anything until the Holy Spirit comes and just unloads on you the Holy Spirit's presence. And 50 days after Jesus' resurrection, well, I guess, yeah, resurrection, they're sitting there, and the next thing they know, imagine this, the room they're sitting in, there's this powerful wind, and the room begins to shake. We don't have the budget for Universal Studios effects like that, but imagine if we're just having a little prayer time, and the next thing you know, the walls start shaking, and the floor starts rumbling. We kind of did have that, didn't we? A little bit. And the next thing you know, they hear this sound like a mighty rushing wind, and then they see this fire. That's right, fuego in Spanish. Cool in Chinese. But they see this fire mixed with this wind that comes in this fire. It's this big fire, and then it says it divided amongst all of their heads and was resting on their heads. Interesting, so it's a collective fire, but then it kind of breaks down and separates out onto each of them. Let me ask you a question. Who are the ministers of Coastlands Vineyard? You know it's a trick question, right? Who are the ministers of Coastlands Vineyard? Raise your hand if you know. Raise your hand if you are. One of the beautiful things about Vineyard, one of the things the Pentecost shows us, is that everybody gets to play. That we are all ministers, that we all share the load together. And that's what, in Acts chapter 2, that's what Peter was, was stumbling upon and, and was describing. How much time do I have? I have three more minutes. I'm not going to give you the whole passage, but this is basically what happens. The Holy Spirit comes on these disciples, and they begin to speak in a language that's not their own. Who speaks a second language here, or a third language? Talia, Leslie, we got Spanish, we got, what other languages do we speak in here? Spanish, what is it? French and Italian, that's all, oh, okay, that's awesome. Spanish, Chinese, Kroos, you don't have any other languages, do you? Russian, it's holding out on us. So imagine if you're having a prayer time and the next thing you know, you just randomly start saying something that you don't understand and Dan is like, uh, you, just talk, you just shared your testimony in Russian. You'd be like, what? You just shared your testimony in French. That's what happened to these disciples. They're sharing these works of God in languages they don't even know. And people that have come from all around them are like, do you realize what you're doing? And you know what the people thought? They said, they've had too much to drink. And so Peter gets up, and he obviously makes the, the logical conclusion for everyone. Hey, guess what? We haven't been drinking too much. It's only 9 in the morning. Implication. Give us another hour. But that's not what he's saying. I don't know what the 9 in the morning has to do with it, honestly. It's just kind of in there. But, so Peter gets up and he says, it has nothing to do with drinking. This is what's going on. The Holy Spirit has come upon these people. There's a new reality at work. There's a new thing going on here. Man, I have so much to say. So little time. <laughs> I know. 
There's a new reality going on here. Hey, real quick, little side note. Did you know that in the book of Acts, I can't think of one single time that they get up to preach the gospel without first having been asked a question? Pretty much every instance of the gospel being shared in the book of Acts, guess what's happened? It's in response to a question that's been raised to which the gospel is the answer. If we want to know that we're doing our job as church, you know what we'll find? We will live our lives in such a way that people will say, what is going on there? Have you guys had too much to drink? Are you guys doing something? What is going on there? And guess what? The answer to the question is the gospel. Let me tell you why we love each other so well. Let me tell you why I can be real with these people even when it hurts. Let me tell you why I enjoy them so much. His name is Jesus. Dude, that's a big thing of coffee there. Careful with that. Sorry, parents, for caffeinating your kids so much. Let me get to the punchline of all this, and then we're going to experience it, kind of. Um, Brie, go on the next couple slides. So Peter tells the story of Jesus, and he says, look it, this is what you're seeing. Joel, the prophet, saw this coming, and this is what Peter says. So go ahead and go to the next one. Peter quotes Joel, and he says, In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit, the Holy Spirit, upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Anybody have a son or daughter in here? Have you ever heard them prophesy? I bet you have. It's a question of, did you realize they were doing it? And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. Quick fun fact, in the Old Testament, do you know how many people the Holy Spirit came and rested upon? The Holy Spirit came and stayed upon zero. The Holy Spirit came and moved upon, some say 40. You would say, Dora, what? 120? They were all males. Women, you should be like, what? <laughs> Go back and look. And what does Peter say here? He says, guess what? This movement of the Spirit, it's for men, it's for women, it's for old, it's for young, it's for kids, it's for sons, it's for daughters. Everybody gets to play. Because as everybody plays, that is finally when the fullness of the expression of God will be seen in the world. As our kids run around like crazy, as they express their creativity, you guys got to come check out these works of art before you go. Basically, Peter is saying, if you want to see what the church is called to be, it's an expression of God's very being. And that expression at its core is family. And that's what we're getting swirled up in in the midst of this morning. That's why we're bringing this food together. That's why we're having everybody together. Is to say, let's get a taste of the life of God. I'm going to hold off on, on that other one. Don't, don't put that one up here, but... 
Let me just share one quick thing that's on my heart, kind of more as a, a leadership thing. And then I'm going to release you to attack the food. Yeah, Micah's like, I'm going to attack some food. One of the things that you'll find about Coastlands is that we're, how many of you came here because you needed to recover from another church experience? Just having a little honest moment. Raise your hand. You've come here because you need to recover from another church experience. I love that you can feel safe here. <laughs> but guess what? Recovery is a season. It's not a permanent state. What do I mean by that? There will come a time when we are going to summon you back forth to bring what you have to give to this community because we need you. Right, Aaron Seraphin? If we don't bring what we have, Jesus looks like an amputee. Huh. It's, it's like the binity or the unity. And if you don't bring what you have, we don't get that full expression of the Trinity, the fullness of God expressed in our midst. I'm not asking you to volunteer for anything in particular. That's not the point. But I'm saying please come here and recover. But ultimately, please come and bring who you are because we need you. And that's going to look different for all of us. But we need you. Yeah, I better rein the rest of it in. You guys hungry? Is it okay if we eat? We're going to pray for Larry. Let me pray for all of us. What we're going to do, Larry, will you make your way? Actually, yeah, Larry, will you go over there? And I, I want to invite, let's, I'd love to see a, a good little remnant of people come over and join with Larry and pray for him. Um, and here's another thing I would ask. If any of you sense a stirring in your heart, that you would experience a new level of the filling, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit upon your life, that you know that God is kind of moving you out of recovery season and into releasing season, would you get prayer from somebody? Because it's important that you allow yourselves and your life to be animated by the Holy Spirit to bring what you have to those around you. But I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to figure out what on earth this next part is going to look like. So Jesus, Father, and Holy Spirit, thanks for being family, for having the idea to birth this church that would be an expression of your life and your goodness and your love to the world. Thank you that you will not settle for us simply reading stories about you, but you want us to experience you. And one of the ways we do that is by sitting around a table together, eating a meal, playing games, and thank you that all of us have a place, that all of us get to play. Show us what part we play. But most importantly, thanks for giving birth to this beautiful thing called Coastlands, which is a tiny but significant part of this beautiful thing called the church. Amen. For now. So here's what we're going to do. What are we going to do? We're going to eat. Janie's going to tell us. Oh yeah, so by the way, can I see these? Everybody gets to play. We thought it'd be fun to just provide some games for you all. If anybody's a fan of Uno or Dutch Blitz, I cannot play Dutch Blitz because my wife makes me feel so insecure. And <laughs> what? We're going to let you pray for Larry, but we'll let you begin after everybody kind of spreads out. So, um, so we have games we're going to make available. 
We have food over there. Janie, how are we going to do this? 